ball up and caught. Is it inbounds? Yes! Touchdown, Titans! Johnu Smith tips it to himself. What a play! Fumbles. Ball is loose. There's a fight for it. Titan ball! Casey got it out! And Big Jeff at the bottom of the pile starts wrestling a Raven, and he wins! Welcome to Titans Beat on the Say It Again Network. I'm Joe Lemming, along with my co-hosts Anna Lewis and our good friend Albert Hainsworth. Welcome into the show. How are y'all doing this evening? Doing great. Um, yeah, doing great. Other than hear my dog whine in the background, but yeah. <laughs> hey, I I have a well-deserved break from my cat who yells the whole time I'm podcasting, so... This I have peace and quiet. It's it's incredible. <laughs> well, I'm glad everybody's doing good. We're so excited to finally uh, have Albert with us here on the show. Uh, lots of great things are going to be coming, and I'm sure lots of great stories and insights going to be coming from him as well. But uh, the Titans have taken down longtime rival the Baltimore Ravens, 30 to 24, after a nail biter. Uh, the the defense showed up when it needed to, as well as the offense, but it was not a perfect game by any means. So I really want to get y'all's insight on what you think and uh, what you saw this week at the game. Yeah, Albert, I'll let you kick it off. Um, see what I saw, you know. Uh, well, let's go like defense, of course. That's that's what I, my position. So, um, uh, again, I mean, they did their job. They, uh, you know, kind of contained, um. You know Lamar Jackson. He, you know, he's a shifty guy. Like that, like, that guy is like, extremely good. Uh, he's not having a great year this year, but uh, you know, Titans did their job. Uh, you know, the coverage was tighter, which it needed to be, um, than uh, you know, better than last week uh, with the Colts. So, I mean, that's that's all you can ask for. And then of course, Derek Henry, uh, you know, comes through and you know, in the second half, and uh, you know, gets his yards to, to keep the team close. I think that's what we're going to see, you know, for the rest of the year, to be honest. I don't, you know, like me playing with the Titans, we never blew anybody out. You know, it was always a close game. You know, all our, all our fans always had bad hearts because, you know, they had the nail biters watching every single game. So uh, I think they're kind of adapting that here with, uh, with the Titans this year. Same thing as like, you know, kind of close games. You want to control the ball, uh, you know, control the clock by running the ball and, and, you know, and kind of keeping it close. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with all of that, that he said, Joe. Um, I I think it's funny that you point out that we're definitely adapting that, that old Titans football of let's control the game, run the ball, play tough defense. And I love that style of football. That's what made me fall in love with this franchise. So I don't mind it at all. I just there are certain positions I want to trust a little bit more and I'm struggling obviously with the offensive line with all the injuries we have there. It's hard to trust that, but knowing that you have Derrick Henry in the backfield to really just pound all through the second half and I'm not sure what his yardage difference was, but his impact was vastly um greater in the second half than it was in the first half so um i, I love that I, I liked a lot of things i saw in defense I, I agree with the coverage thing i 
I was really hoping we weren't going to get on here and I was going to get to whine about coverage again because I'm tired of it. It's like we're beating a dead horse at this point. You don't need to be playing 10 yards off the ball off of every receiver. Um, Joe, I think you and I talked about that a little last week. Dean Pease, what he did was he had a great pass rush and he'd have two, at least two DBs up two to three yards away from the receiver and then everybody else, they could be a little bit more loose. But when you have half the guys covered a little bit tighter, it gives you some more flexibility. So I think we saw that. I was happy to see tighter coverage. Um, happy to see A.J. Brown really hit his stride in the second half. I, I put out on Twitter, he completely redeemed himself from the first half because thought it was going to be a bad day for him. And then the second half, he had that great touchdown that he really had to fight for in a couple of really big plays. So um, overall, very happy. I love beating Baltimore anytime we can do it. So I know that's probably got to feel good for you too, Albert, because um, that, that's a long time rival. Um, but no, it was, it was a fun football game. And I think we're going to see this week be pretty close as well. So something I really want to touch on is I know our coverage played a little more press than it has in previous weeks, but there was a lot of times that we were still playing really far off the line. And yeah. I know when at one point Butler was shadowing Des Bryant, you know, definitely on the older side and you're giving him room like that's a guy I feel like you want to jam at the line because I don't think his speed can beat you but I I think we have to credit a lot of our defensive success to Lamar Jackson's you know not as elite ability to read the field because there was a couple times he had guys wide open for 10 15 plus yard gains if he would have thrown it to him he just didn't see him so I, I think we have to credit some of the the stat lines just to the fact that Lamar wasn't seeing guys that were open, but it, it was still a lot better from, from weeks prior. And talking about the Titans of old, I loved the pregame scrum at midfield, standing on the shield. <laughs> yes. And then I, I think most people could pretty easily read what Malcolm Butler had to say. They could read his lips when he was talking to Harbaugh. <laughs> and I absolutely loved that. That's the stuff you want to see. You know your guys are fired up and ready to go before the game. And they most certainly were as they forced a three and out, and they had a really gutsy decision to defer to the second half, which wound up paying off. And Derrick Henry did his thing. You know, 133 yards. It's still not over 200 like he did in the playoffs, but still it was enough to get the job done. So that, that was a game. My, my hand was on the panic button. My hand yes. was full on <laughs> pushing down on the panic button at the end of the, of the second quarter and the start of the third quarter. I was freaking out. It was game over for me. I was like, oh, my goodness, this is the downward spiral. We got to win this game. And we are just choking, and thank God they came back and did it. Maybe I just have to drink for all the games now. Maybe I just have to get drunk. Every I, I was going to say, Joe, I'm going to have to tell you, guys, we were actually supposed to record yesterday, but Joe was a little – he was having too much fun or maybe was too stressed out and had to have a few drinks <laughs> to get through that game. So <laughs> we had to delay it a day. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a true Titans fan getting drunk during the game. <laughs> That's a rare occasion for me. I – I never get drunk watching football ever. I don't drink at my tailgates. I don't drink at the game. But man, that game had me stressed yesterday. What's the point of having a tailgate? <laughs> I let my, all my friends. I like hosting people. I like reeling for people, making the food. I bring beer. I let people drink. I just don't do the drinking because my oh. fear is that I'm going to go to the game and something crazy is going to happen. And I'm going to be too drunk to remember what happened, or I'm going to miss it. I'm like, no, I don't want that to happen because whenever <laughs> um, the game when Derrick Henry went for 99 yards. My my dad was so, so, so drunk. And, like, I know he remembers being there and seeing it, but I feel like truly he didn't get to embrace that whole moment. Just, I, I don't know. Not to put my dad on blast, my dad. 
Dude, you just, dude, you just like that's when the truth comes out. Like the truth, you're like, yeah, you know, like yeah, we we just did that. Like you know, f you, whatever, Baltimore. That's <laughs> how so you get like just uh, real, you know. I mean, we might lose, we might lose some uh, censorship, but I mean, it's yeah, that's all right. We're getting some other fans. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joe almost got kicked out of Nissan Stadium against the Colts last week, so. That was a fun story. Oh, really? Were you? Were you? Who are you mad at? I mean, you got to be mad at the Titans. Gaskowski. I was like watching that game. That, that, yeah. That's when I came on glued. When we missed that field goal, I came on glued. Oh yeah, 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 man. He, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, you got one job. But no, he's uh, you know that whole thing, man. I like I watched that game. I was like, because <laughs> I was uh. Yeah, we were going to talk about it, and and then uh, you know, of course, it did, and I got sick. But like that, like they didn't stop, they didn't do anything to Philip Rivers the entire game, no. like absolutely nothing. Then didn't like defense didn't stop Philip Rivers for doing anything. All all everything was uh, uh, his mistakes or or misplays or you know or, or dumb plays like uh, them calling run. I mean, they could have marched down the field. I mean, that's what they won. I knew. I was like, I was like going into the first half or ending the first half. I was like, um, I was like, they're gonna win. I said the Titans aren't doing anything. You know, they do anything to stop Phillip Rivers. He was doing whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. Yeah. So you know, same thing. They're gonna like uh, when they face like good quarterbacks, they're gonna have to they have to really play. I mean, yeah. they can't give that much cover. I mean, much cushion, uh, you know, and no pressure. Only time you we get pressure is like when we blitz. You can't you can't be that way. Not gonna yeah. get far in the playoffs. I mean, it was lucky last year. You know, you had a down Tom Brady, and then you had uh, Lamar Jackson. Where you can make him just a you know one dimensional player. Um, but like you know, like you face like a, a Patrick Mahomes. You know, I mean, the guys, he could run and throw, I mean, throw really well. So, they're going to have to get a lot better before everybody starts talking about, um, you know, Super Bowl and things like that. Because, I mean, just just the facts, you really, you really do. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I was one of the people at the very beginning of the season that was like, this is, so Joe and I had this conversation last week and he was disappointed in me. But to me... I didn't know if I fully trusted Ryan Tannehill to do what he needed to do. But I did know that Tom Brady was a free agent and we had all the offensive weapons that he likes to work with. So for me, I was like, if you're going to do the thing, you're going to go for the Super Bowl, go get the champ and see if he can plug and play and do what he needs to do. So I would love to see Ryan Tannehill step into that and really, because I think the defensive side of the ball is a big part of it. And losing Jarrell Casey and pretty much giving him away was a big thing. Um, losing Wesley Woodyard, who I love. Um, he's a big leader in that locker room. You lost two of your biggest leaders in the locker room. And then Logan Ryan, who is a huge part of that secondary and part of the reason that we beat the Patriots. Um, we just lost too many pieces on the defensive end of the ball. And then for me, you have to have a quarterback. And a lot of people get on me because I'm not a big Ryan Tannehill fan just because I, I see it as like, I don't know, over time he hasn't proven himself in my opinion. Um, and he still has time to do that, but you got to have one side of the ball working really well. If one side of the ball isn't going to be great. So we kind of knew our defensive side of the ball was good, was young 
and was energetic, but but young and undisciplined. Um, yeah. You have to have a very disciplined offensive side of the ball. And I just haven't seen Ryan Tannehill step up into that yet. And I'm absolutely rooting for him to, but I'm kind of a, people call me a pessimist. I think I'm a realist. And uh, I don't know. I just, I don't see it this year after the past couple games we've had. I think we'll make a playoff run. I'm not feeling a Super Bowl at this very moment. I think he's. I think honestly, um, Ryan Tannehill is a true Titans quarterback. You know, you know since McNabb. I mean McNair uh, with Steve. Uh, so like you know, Steve was a a great quarterback that uh, carried the team on his back. You yeah. know, going to play through injuries. Going, you know, just do everything. Uh, yeah, just just tough like guy. Um, and, but then you look at every quarterback after her, uh, Steve left. Um, it, it's just been game managers. It's, it's always even yeah. even 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 Steve uh, was a, a, a kind of a game manager, but he he had the ability to take over the game. So I mean, this is what this is what kind of Ryan Tannehill is. He's just a game manager. I don't think he he ain't gonna lose the game for you, and right. I don't think he would really necessarily win the game for you. You know, he's just gonna keep you you know right down the road, uh, you know, in the yep. middle of the road. So, I mean, we've always been about the run, you know, no matter what. I mean, like my last year here, uh, last year with the Titans, uh, we're thirteen and three. Um, well, who we played? Uh, I want to say we played. I think it's actually played. Uh, uh, gosh, I think uh, Philip Rivers. Did we? Was it the Chargers? I think Chargers. The, the game that we lost when we were thirteen three, lost in the second round. Um, but yeah, I mean, or, or it might have been Baltimore. Uh, I can't remember who it was thirteen three, but anyway, like you know, <laughs> we had a like stellar defense, and then as soon as CJ got hurt. Uh, you know, uh, as soon as CJ got hurt, like, boom, offense went stale. It's always about the run yeah. game. So as long as as long as uh, D-Hand can stay healthy and, and, and play, you know, play, then they got a shot. I don't say they got a shot at the Super yeah. Bowl, but they got a shot at being, you know, good in the playoffs. Maybe possibly deep. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, he goes down. Like like he like he got that he got whacked. I mean he got smacked when he jumped over the guy. Like yeah. that all the Titans fans' hearts should have freaking just dropped. Jump. Like <laughs> yeah. you know, because that is the season. If that guy goes down, then that's the season. Yeah, and you don't ever want to feel that way as a fan. I don't know. I just I like having I just kind of want to feel like Patriots fans did for 15 years. Like, I just yeah, want to feel. It always, it always relies on one player. It relies it does. on Tom Brady. I mean, look at it. Like, does. It relies on Tom Brady. It relies on Derrick Henry. You know, I mean, yeah. it would be great. I mean, if uh, if Tannehill comes through. But Tannehill definitely needs a, a great run game to be effective. Yeah. And in today's NFL, just the way it sits right now. And from what I've seen as a fan um, and somebody that has kind of a unique experience with it, it's like, you have, you have to have that electric quarterback right now. It's about your quarterback. 
because a lot of these defenses are geared to stop the run. Derrick Henry somehow obliterates them, but you've got to have other options too because just as much as Ryan Tannehill needs that run to have his options, Derrick Henry's got to know that the the receivers are a threat too so that he can jump jump into some gaps and, and make plays. They, they need each other so much, and when we oh, collapse yeah. is when one or the other isn't working. Um, so, no, ugh, they stress me out a lot. And then mm-hmm. on the defensive side of the ball, like losing, we didn't even put injuries on our outline to talk about, but that's absolutely a huge topic. Jayon Brown is a huge loss and he's a young guy, but him being out for the season is huge. He was a huge playmaker in the Pittsburgh game in the playoffs last year and pretty much every game, but the first three this year. Um, and he commands that defense, even though he's what, like 25. So that was big. Uh, now you're depending on Clowney coming back from IR, and he has to sit for three weeks. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. So you got you got to get through Indy, and you got to get through Cleveland without him, um, which a lot of people would oh say God. we're going to be fine. Cleveland. But what? <laughs> oh, oh my God, Cleveland! Like I got a buddy that's just big old Browns fan. I'm like, Browns. Like please just be quiet, but. No, I love I love the Browns. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Haslam's listening. You, you guys are great. <laughs> <laughs> Go pilot. <laughs> right, right. But I, I don't know. I just think you're putting it, the way we sit right now. For me, when I watch the defense, I'm like, God, I hope Jeffrey Simmons makes a play because I don't know who else to bank on. Malcolm Butler has been doing a great job containing top receivers. Kevin Byard's been stepping up the last couple weeks, but. And Harold Landry is a great pass rusher, as we all know. There's just not enough there because there's so many injuries. And who knows if Adore Jackson's coming back. I'm just I, – I get very stressed out thinking about the depth on that defense. Um, Derek Roberson, I love him, but he's still young, and he makes some stupid decisions. He's not good on first or second down. He's only good on third down right now. So, I don't know. I'm flustered. Joe. So- um, some, you, you kind of hit on this earlier and something I think is going to happen with Jayon out. I definitely think that there's no way you can't look at trying to bring back Wesley Woodyard, especially with knowing that he has the desire to still play. I'll be yeah. very surprised if they at least don't bring him in to see, you know, if he's in game shape or not. But on the flip side of the ball, you know, Derrick Henry is made, put up 133 yards against a really good defense when yet another offensive lineman went down on Sunday, uh, Ty uh, Sembrello, I think I said it right this time. You said Um, it. You got it. So he's now out. And so now you are thin. You're going to be on to your third starting left tackle if he's not ready to go this Sunday. And then who knows if Roger Saffold's going to be back. And that's going to be all against this Colts defense that just beat the Colts. Not the Colts. Oh, my goodness. The Packers. Excuse me. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah, they beat themselves. No. and That's that's going to be the preview clip right there. But, um... That's a really great defensive line that pretty much held the Packers in check for most of the game, especially the second half. So, and that offensive line was getting worked. Yannick Ngakwe bullied Ty yesterday. And, you know, I, I don't want to see what guys like, uh, what, DeForest Buckner? And what, what are they going to do us? I mean, so mm-hmm. that's something that you got to get some type of presence back on that offensive line. One, to make sure Derrick Henry can help control the game because he was doing some unnatural things that he normally wouldn't do to make plays on Sunday. And those are the things that I got, he's going to get caught trying to do one extra thing and he's going to get hit the wrong way. And that's how he does get hurt. So you, yeah. we've got to be able to open up those holes for him. So we got to get somebody back healthy on the line. Yeah, it's 
the lack of depth, I don't know, just this year has already been so weird and it does seem like injuries have plagued the entire league. I thought we were going to get through after Taylor Lewan. I was like, okay, maybe we'll be all right. But this past week was pretty rough and it's a physical game. It always is the Ravens. You just hate to see a dirty hit take out who I would say is our best linebacker and one top 10 in the league easily. He helps. Jayon helps a lot with our pass coverage. I think a lot of people overlook that. He's an excellent coverage linebacker. And um, that that's a big gap for Sean Evans, who would probably fill those shoes. Um, or, hey, maybe you'll, let's speak it to existence. Wesley's going to come back. Um, they're, neither one of them are, are geared to be as high quality as he is in pass coverage. So it's, I don't know, it's it's a tough look. And you're absolutely defense and their pass rush come in on our very thin offensive line. I'm I'm nervous for Sunday. I'm not gonna lie. So what's going on with the the young kid from Georgia? Like, is he not? I oh, mean, Isaiah he, Wilson. Yeah, is it, what is he, a red shirt? <laughs> I know. I'm like, <laughs> that's kind of how it feels. Um, I know they were. They showed the sideline yesterday of uh, some of the coaches doing some some stuff with him and trying to get him ready. He was dressed, so that's an improvement. But I don't know. He makes me nervous. He was really great at Georgia, and he's a big dude. So I know he could stop some people, but his off-field issues, I think, have probably impacted his chemistry with the line, which concerns me. So I see a lot of – so he's a right tackle. And so obviously with him struggling to adjust to the NFL so far, I don't see them putting him in at left tackle. But – I keep seeing people saying, oh, put Kelly at left tackle. Put Kelly at left tackle. Like, no disrespect to Kelly, but he's not Bruce Matthews. You can't just plug and play him on the line and have him be elite. So I, I don't know if it works. Maybe they try it in, in, in practice, but I, I think to I think that's a big ask. And I think you jeopardize a lot more chemistry on that offensive line by trying to force something just because of the potential talent yeah. and just putting guys that are natural at that position. So. We'll see what happens. I'm sure some things will break through practice. I mean, yeah, I get that. But, like, uh, I mean, well, I'm just talking about the the young, uh, the first rounder. Like, he, you know, I mean, dude, you got drafted in the first round. And, and you got, there's, like, everybody else is playing except you. I mean, heck, they, they almost put Takahashi, you know, like the manager. I mean, the trainer out there, yeah. you know. I mean, you're first rounder, dude. Like, you, yeah. Ready for Suit up and get ready. Yeah, you know what the NFL stands for, not for long. <laughs> like, I know you got yeah. a nice little contract or whatever, but, dude, you better get ready to play. Yeah. You, know I mean? you should have been out there. So. Yeah, absolutely agree. It's We're going on, what, week 11, 12? We're week 12. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't played a bit. Hasn't played any. Uh-uh. And this past week was the first time he was dressed out, right, Joe? Yeah, and yeah. I hate to say it, but unfortunately, I think the only reason he was dressed was because we literally just didn't have enough linemen on the active roster, so we had to dress Yeah. Him. Wow. Yeah. So. I, it's disappointing because, I don't know, I am an SEC fan as well, so I watch, I just sit in front of my TV all Saturday and watch SEC football, and when we picked him up, I remembered him, and I remember thinking, yeah, this kid is solid, and our offensive he, line is so... He's huge, um, but he's he's good, and he was good in the SEC, which is hard to do. So, I don't know. I was excited about him, um, especially with 
Taylor Lewan, unfortunately, is injury prone. So you had to know that. Um, I, I just know that as a Titans fan at this point. But with some of the pieces that we have that could go down or are getting a little bit older or whatever, I was excited for him to learn under some of those guys. And um, it, it almost seemed like he was taking advantage of that opportunity there. He doesn't seem like he has his head right. And it's week 12. You got to get your head right by now. I get 2020 has been tough. But you know why, right? Why? Because he went to Georgia. You know, you can never depend on Georgia Bulldogs <laughs> to do anything right. You oh, know, my just, God. You know, it's just, just there. You know what I mean? Can't, can't, can't depend <laughs> on I just can't. So <laughs> That's hilarious. Got to so, always count on that SEC rivalry coming out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I know we kind of previewed the Colts. Obviously, it's a little over a week ago now since we just played them. But, uh, Albert, I'd love to get your thoughts on what it's going to take to uh, get a win over the Colts and a much-needed win to retake over the first place in uh, the AFC South. So where where do you see their weak points that we can hit to try to take advantage of some things against them? Well, I can't say their weak points, like what we have to do. It's more about like what you know we have to dictate, and and that was like a thing that we did uh, when I was playing with the Titans. Like we didn't we didn't care what the other team did, and we didn't care we didn't care what the offense did because we're gonna run our stuff, and, and it was very simple. We ran our stuff and made them adjust. Like we dictated the game. It's the same thing, uh, you know, with the Titans now. It's like they they got to do the same thing. I mean. Like I said, I, I think I tweeted uh, they need to put Phillip Rivers on the ground early and often. He needs to yes. be hit. You know, I mean, you're not going to really rattle him, but it would just shake him up a little bit, you know. Um, I mean, you got to get pressure on him. I mean, and, and then the DB's playing, you know, that soft, he'll pick you apart. I mean, like I said earlier, that, that uh, the first game, I mean, he didn't – I mean, there was nothing the Titans were doing defensively that gave Phillip Rivers problems. No. I mean, he marched up and down the field, and then, you know, a couple times they're going to, like, you know, call run plays. And then I'm like, why are – you know, why are they – I mean, they, like, they were killing, killing the defense. And, you know, the Titans didn't make any kind of adjustments. They didn't get any pressure. Mm-hmm. Like they, they try to blitz and then they get, you know, then he's going to read his hot route and, and kill him there. I mean, like we got to get better at, at four man pass rush. I mean, I'll, like, uh, like Jeff, I feel like he's a, he's a thoroughbred with a plow on. Like they're not, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like they're using him correctly. You know, I, I don't think, I think, uh, like a lot of people said he's the next, Next me, I, I believe that too. I think he, he could be better than me, definitely, because he's, he's a lot stronger. But he's not, um, you know, not getting off the ball. He don't get off the ball. He don't like in his hand. I mean, he's super strong. If he could, if he can get that massive body going forward and, and quickly, I mean, he'd be he'd be unstoppable. I mean, I, I think he'd be just as good as Aaron Donald. And I know that's a you know, wow. you know that's wow. But like he does, he has that power. He has that string. 
but he doesn't have that that twitch, that that fast moving, um, you know, just just like just to, to get off the ball. You know, he just he don't have that yet. And I don't know if it's from the defense standpoint, you know, where they're like making him think uh, too much, or is it is it him? Which if it's just him, heck, I can work with him and and, and get him, you know, get him off the ball. To where you'll see, uh, you know, a dominant guy, because he could he could literally dominate a game, no problem. But I just don't think the Titans are using him right. And, I mean, you got Clowney. Uh, I mean, just imagine you see how much. Well, before he got hurt, you see how much. Like everybody's saying, he's not getting any sacks, but it doesn't matter if you look at how much disruption he's doing. Imagine if he had Jeff getting off the ball and the quarterback could not step up. Clowney have 10, 12 sacks right now. Yeah. Like he'd be, he'd be, you know, one of the elite uh, DNs in the, in the league. Cause he's, he's balling and I hope they re-sign him because I mean, he, he is balling. Like he would have been a great, uh, you know, player for us. You know, when I was, uh, when I was with the Titans, you know, we would have loved to have him. So, um, I mean, he was kind of like, you know, like a Javon type. So, yeah. Uh, I hope they re-sign him, and, and if literally if they they take off the plow off of, off of Jeff uh, Jeff Simmons. I mean, man, they don't have a, they don't have a good defensive line. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling. They have also, the talent there. <laughs> yeah, they have a lot of talent. I just don't. And, and it's the thing is like, you know, coaches want to put their game plan in, their coaching in. Sometimes coaches need to step out of the way and let the players play, you know, and, and that makes you like a great coach. And, and funny, uh, and like how I experienced this was with uh, Jim Schwartz when I was, uh, you know, with the Titans. Uh, Jim Schwartz was my defensive coordinator uh, who ended up leaving the year that I went into free agency. Uh, but he told me, he was like, Albert, he's like, remember when I used to drop, you know, draw, I used to drop all those blitzes and things like that. I was like, yeah. I mean, we have like on, on, uh, Wednesday, was it Wednesday? No, Thursday, we would have like so many blitzes. I mean, all these pretty little blitzes drawn up. You're going to go here, here, everything there. And none of that shit would work. I mean, literally. <laughs> uh, it looked good on paper, but it wouldn't work. And you just, you're doing all this stuff. And he's like, you know what? He's like, I just let y'all run y'all, y'all games. You know, I just let y'all run your your your, your, uh, your pass rush games and and he was like I literally just stepped out of the way and just called a coverages and that was it and he was like he's like you helped me get the, the head coaching job because I just let you be you and you had a smart linebacker keep book behind you that could cover you if if needed be but most of the time he didn't need to I just like wreak havoc and and keep clean it up so yeah um, I mean that's that's the type of player uh jeff simmons uh can be if they let him be yeah and i i think it's funny that you bring up keith because i've always ever since so again sec fan i watched jeff all through college at mississippi state and prayed that he would fall into tennessee's hands because i felt like he fit our culture so well and that he was going to be disruptive and he was going to be one of those top D tackles that we're talking about for years. Um, I think him and Jayon have a similar 
relationship as you and Keith did, because if they would let Jeff go do what he needs to do, Jayon is there to clean up the mess because he is a smart linebacker. And he, I don't think he plays similar to Keith did, but I think that tandem works very similarly to the way you guys did. And I don't know. I, I love hearing you say all this about the defense because I've been saying it all season. We have all the talent in the world on that side of the ball, but they're trying to over scheme and overplay and trying to be too cute and be pretty on paper, and none of it's working in the game. And they just got to let them do what they do. Um, also, I would love to see an Albert Hainsworth, Jeffrey Simmons little work session, wouldn't you, Joe? Yeah, that would be awesome. If it happens, can we just come film it and like have it as exclusive content for the podcast? <laughs> oh, yeah. It happens. But, uh, I, I, you know, I haven't really got a chance to talk to him. Too much. Of, you know, I said what's up when uh, he was going out to the game. Uh, I think last year I've been in the game this year, but like literally, I mean, he could just be so dominant. I mean, he's young, but he's strong. Yeah. Uh, like last year, I saw. Uh, I didn't really want him to play last year because I thought I needed to focus on getting his knee strong. You know, yeah. uh, and and he still played very well last year. But I could tell that his knee was, you know, his, his knee was weak, you know, like just yeah. the way he moved and things like that. He didn't have that lateral, um, you know, movement and quickness and power like like he should have. But in this year, I mean, he's been doing the same thing, but it, it's still like, you know, I mean, look, he looks like he got a plow on him. You know, he's, he's just not getting explosive. And then see him batting the balls down and you know, making plays, but I mean, he could, he could get, he could be a, a eight, 10, you know, 10 sacks a year type guy. And yeah. also still uh, dominate the run. Like he could, he'd be getting yeah. sacks like that just by, by dominating the run, you know, almost like probably a better ball awareness than what I had. Uh, I just like just to, you know, mess people up and, and then, like, you know, throw him in the backfield and, and then look for the ball. But, you know, he has awareness what a quarterback is uh, pretty much at all times. So, um, I mean, yeah. he could he could literally he could literally get, uh, you know, a, a ton of sacks if they just let that guy loose. Yeah, besides his strength. And he's obviously, like, a very smart player, too. You can see it in some of the decisions he makes. His ball awareness is probably my favorite aspect of his game because it's just great. That's – that's all you want. Like as somebody that coached that position, it's all I ever wanted my guys to do was know where the ball was and put their hands up and they'd be half a second behind. But I mean, I don't even know how many deflections he's had this year, but it seems like every game he's got at least one. So yeah, it's great. Ton. I'm not, and I'm not too excited about that. I'd rather him like be getting to the quarterback and then and absolutely kind of buying, you know, knocking balls down yeah. and stuff. Like, but like, I mean, he has that awareness. Uh, that's why I don't think he's I – don't, I just don't know if it's the coaching or, you know, what it is. And I'm not trying to bash the coaching, but I just think they have a thoroughbred racehorse and they're just putting them out in the field to plow. Yeah. Yep. I have felt that way for three months. So it's cool to hear, you know, somebody I've looked up to for years affirm that. I feel good about my take now, Joe. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you all saw this or not, but – in the uh, the Colts game this Sunday, 
Um, Philip Rivers actually hurt his foot and pretty severely to the point where he actually left the game for a, a bit while he had it tended to. So yeah. Albert hit it on the head. You know, getting pressure to him early is going to be crucial because where he killed us on Thursday night was he's not an elusive quarterback by any means, but we made him look like one. He got out of the pocket, diverted pressure. He's not going to be able to do that with his foot like that. And if he does, Mm-mm. he's going to force something or he's going to hurt himself further. So that's why getting that pressure early is going to be the key to success. Because, again, their wide receivers don't scare me. Their running no. backs don't scare me. Just contain Rivers because he is, you know, one of the greatest to ever sling the ball. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. If you can limit him, he's going to force turnovers. That's, that's his Achilles heel is he's so generous with the ball. And if you get that pressure back and he can't get away, you know, get away from the pressure, he's he's just gonna give you the ball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's I agree. this game's gonna be interesting because I'm with you. Like nothing about that offense really scares me. It's more the lack of depth on the defensive side of the ball. One player that I think we'll probably be talking a lot more about as the season goes on because he progressed last year as the season went on is Derek Roberson, undrafted guy out of Sam Houston, um, somebody that, you know, Teron Davenport told us he was looking at last year and he was excited about. And um, he's a shifty guy. So if they can get him a little bit more disciplined on first and second down, I think he'll really be um, another great asset to that pass rush. And I'm hoping that he's one of the guys that gets back there and and bangs up Phillip Rivers a little bit because he seems like he's heating up a little bit. He was out for several weeks, but he's back in full swing and in full practice every day. So I feel pretty good about him, and I don't know. I I think this game falls a little bit more on is the defense going to show up because I have gotten to the point where we're in the the point in the season where I know Derrick Henry is going to show up, and usually when he shows up, we're all right. Right. So I I think we're going to be a low-scoring affair. Um, I think now would be a good time for everybody to give their predictions. Um, I'm kind of back and forth because a lot of it, is going to depend on who we get back this week, if anybody at all. You know, if you get back Roger Saffold and Adoree Jackson, and, you know, I haven't heard any updates on Christian Fulton recently as well. But that, that's another guy that, that we've been missing out on, just because, you know, he's young, but he he's speedy, so he can definitely help you out in more ways than not. So I think if we get a couple guys back, I think we will hang in there. But I, I think if we don't get anybody back this week, I think it can get ugly quick. So... I'm, I'm going to go on the side of optimism. I think we get back some key pieces. I think we're going to win 20 to 17. But if we, again, if we don't get some key guys back, it, it's going to be a long Sunday. Yeah. Albert, what do you think? Like I said, like I'm not, I don't think I'm going to throw out a score, but it's going to be this way, like how the game has to go for Titans to win. You got to get pressure on Phillip Rivers. You got to hit him. Early and often, um, you know, the, the defensive coverage, DBs, linebackers, they got to have, uh, you know, they got to be tougher coverage, can't be so loose, uh, can't just let Phillip Rivers do whatever he wants. Um, as far as, like, offense, uh, I think Tannehill just got to manage the game, play his game, you know, make the throws when he needs to make the throws. And, uh, you know, it'd be the first half again, you know, it'd probably be real slow with uh, Derek Henry. And if it's a close game or, or, or the Titans are up, 
you know, they're going to try to run the ball. So second half, they can control the clock that way and where, where, uh, you know, the coach defense down uh, again, uh, special teams, you gotta, you know, we gotta make field goals, gotta make extra points. Um, you know, we just gotta be solid all the way around. Can't be, uh, uh, you know, we can't be, it can't be a negative to the team, you know? Um, so if they do all that, uh, you know, the Titans will win. If they don't do, you know, if they don't get any pressure on on Rivers and he does what he wants, it's going to be a long day. If uh, offense starts turning over the ball or, you know, you know, God forbid, like uh, uh, Henry goes out, it's going to be. Um, but uh, if they do that, they control the clock with the ball, running the ball, and, and the defense does what they're supposed to do, you know, they can win. If they don't, it's, it's going to be a long day. Yeah, I agree. Just like what we saw, you know, on that Thursday night, pretty much. Yep, I agree. So I think y'all hit the nail on the head. Um, pressure is important. Derrick Henry having a good game is important. I think you need to look for AJ or Corey to pop off. I guess Corey is kind of due for his game because they do rock back and forth on that. Um, I need to see. I think the biggest thing is if we see some pressure on Philip Rivers in the first 10 minutes of the game. I feel more confident than I do right now. Um, I need to see that first, but I think we are on the track for that. Uh, something else that I wanted to just point out that's funny is like, because special teams didn't mess up this week, Joe, did you notice we didn't even talk about them? We're like, oh, okay, <laughs> we can breathe. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, um, the first punt was a little, uh, a uh-huh. little short, but, you know, it, it didn't kill us. So, you know, they, they get a pass this week and, Hopefully yeah. they do just as well again next week. Yeah, if we're not talking about special teams, it's a good thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll just say that. But I think the Titans pull it out. We always seem to in Indy, so I'm going to hold to that. Um, I think it's going to be low scoring as well, and I'm, I'm feeling 21-17. So. All right. So, again, uh, first show with Albert. It was super fun having you here. We look forward to so many more episodes with you. Make sure you guys drop us a follow on Twitter. It's at SIA Titans Beat. We're also on Facebook. Like us and subscribe. And we'll look forward to talking to you guys next time and tighten up.